the show, everybody. This is the Capital Street Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cotton, alongside my co-host, Sean Lewis. It is Sunday, September 17th, 2023. How are you, Sean? I'm great after that win. How about you? Good. It was an up and down game. Um, you know, as usual, the commanders nearly gave us a stroke, but we came out with the win. We're 2-0. and Feels great. So excited to be here. Uh, before we get started, as a reminder, if you like the show, please rate and review us on any of the major podcast platforms. Every review helps us grow and create more content for you, the audience. We've got a full agenda for you guys on today's episode. We're going to look back at the game. Sean and I are going to give our game takes. Uh, we're going to go over, you know, specifically the studs and duds of the Denver Commanders game, uh, who we think played well, who didn't. Then we're going to give sort of the overall team's state of the state, where we think the season's at and where it's going. And then finally wrap up the show with Around the NFL, where we look around the rest of the league and its headlines. So let's get into it. So for me, Sean, this game was, as I said, typical commanders, right? Started off terribly. We looked out coached, didn't look prepared, uh, overwhelmed, just nothing went right. And I mean, looking at Ron Rivera on the sidelines with his arms folded, emotionless is just infuriating at times but uh you know per usual they made adjustments um it looked like a different team in the second half we'll get into more when we do our game takes but you know i mean how can you be too upset with the win we're 2 and 0 for the first time since 2011 uh we've got buffalo next week who bounce back this week um, and yeah, I don't, I don't really see too many downs. Um, again, we'll get into the game take, but what did you feel about the game overall? Well, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think it was, a, it's the game was obviously a tale of two halves. Uh, the commanders, Washington really turned it started. They started playing better towards the end of the first half. And then they were just a completely different team in the second half. Mm. Uh, and Denver, that was also helped by Denver just completely imploding, I feel like, offensively. Um, so really a tale of two halves. Uh, the game started out, I thought it was just like you, a typical Washington. Uh, we looked outcoached. We looked unprepared. They went up 21-3, Denver did, and I thought it was going to be a repeat of the, of the Detroit game from last year. Obviously, it went the other way. They made it interesting at the end. Denver did, but a... Uh, wins a win. So we're moving on. We're on the, we're on the Buffalo. We're on the Buffalo, as they say. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really was just one of those games where, I mean, at times you're excited, you're pumped, you're, oh my God, this is the team that I want. I, you know, would like to root for. And then there's other times where, you know, you and I are just texting each other. I can't believe this is real, you know, the whole bit. So, um, but we're two and oh, uh, tied for first in the division. Dallas did win today. Philly won on Thursday night. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's not too many things to be bummed about, but, um, and the giant and the giants came back and won, I believe they did. They did. They were, they were down, but I mean, I didn't watch too much of the game. They didn't look good from what I saw though, from the highlights. And I mean, we saw Arizona last week, Josh Jobs is not an NFL starting quarterback. Their roster is not great. Um, the Giants do not scare me. They don't seem to be like the team they were last year, but you know, they play us tough and and we'll see. Um, but again, can't be too discouraged. So uh let's go into our uh game takes. I'll start off with you. Give me the things you liked and the things you didn't. Things I liked. I loved Eric Bieniemy's play calling. 
uh, especially in the second half. I thought he had Denver guessing. He had Denver on their toes. Uh, the screenplays were phenomenal. I thought there were some really cool designs with some of the screenplays. Uh, they had a, uh, a decoy with a receiver. He would. They brought him in like almost like a jet motion, and the defense. If you look at the at the television or the replay of it, uh, the defense flew to that receiver coming across the field, and EB designed the screen to come underneath of that to a tight end. So I thought some of the play designs were really good. Um, what stuck out to me again was the amount of passing in the first half. There was a ton of passing in the first half. I believe Sam Howell had close to 30 passes in the first half. I'm going to have to double check those stats. But and then again, it's like a repeat of last week where in the second half we committed to the run a lot more. Um, so overall, I was really impressed with the offense. I was really impressed with Sam Howell. Uh, I know there's a saying in the NFL where you'll, you're, the biggest jump is made between week one and week two. I think we certainly saw that this week, especially with Sam Howell thrown for 299 yards. Let's just say 300 yards. Um, and then the defense, the defense was, well, in the first half, it was scary. You know, as I said, during the, our opening segment, it was, uh, they put up, Denver put up 21 points with ease. Uh, I think Russell Wilson had six passes total at some point in the first half. And uh, they had 21 points, which was unbelievable. So, but the defense came out in the second half and they were a completely different team. Uh, they had, they totaled seven sacks, which was great. They got after Russell is completely different team. So, uh, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I've got pretty similar points here. I mean, I thought overall the offensive play calling that looked like Kansas city's offense, right? Last week, it looked pretty vanilla. There wasn't any pre-snap motion. Uh, they tried some screens, nothing really worked today. I mean, they drove the ball up and down the field. Essentially, even in the first half, the drives were stalled by sacks and penalties. Um, it 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 really was. I the defense looked different in the first and second half. I thought the offense consistently drove the ball throughout the day. Really liked that. Encouraging. Um, another thing I liked was the second half adjustments overall, specifically on the defensive side. Right, looked like a completely different team. Um, but even the offense, you know, it, it, it looked like they were doing different things in protection, rolling Sam Howell out, um, eliminating sort of the weaknesses we've seen in the offense. Um, and then defensively, you know, not really sure. Haven't watched the film, obviously what Jack Del Rio did specifically, but it was a completely different team. They shut Russell Wilson down. And then my third, what I really liked was Emmanuel Forbes. He was going to be on the list of things I didn't like, to be honest with you, until the second half. He gave it that big play uh, on the first or second drive, but he bounced back, got a pick, um, felt like he was on a few pass breakups. He was a first round pick, and so far it looks like a hit. So those were the things I liked, the things I didn't. Um, the first half defense players and coaching, uh, this looked like <laughs> after the first quarter, this was going to be a get right game for Russell Wilson and the Broncos three first drives, three touchdowns, big plays left and right. Our defense look fooled. They look confused. And if really not for that missed face mask call on Davis, uh, we were staring 28 to three in the face. It was ugly. You and I were texting. I mean, furious, right? But, um, they turned it around. However, they make it on my list because of the first half. You can't consistently win games when you're down 21 to three, not in the NFL, not up here as coach Joe would say. 
and then the other thing that I had that I didn't like was the kicking unit in general, uh, players and coaches, by the way. I don't know if both missed kicks were on Sly alone or on Cheeseman. You know, the beat reporters that were there said that it was a bad snap. Um, but the bottom line is, I mean, whether it was Sly or Cheeseman, both have been a problem and seem to continue to be. That first drive, we drove the ball right down the field and then missed the kick. You're giving momentum to Denver right away. I mean, if if you consistently mess up and nothing's changed about it, whether done by personnel or technique, that's on coaching. So you 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 can't always blame, you know, just the players. Um, and then actually one more thing that I wrote down was the Hail Mary at the end. Close game. We got the win, but still bat the ball down, guys. I mean interceptions look great on the stat sheet wins look better you're taught at an early age dating back to you know probably high school when a hail mary's thrown bat the ball down um it just felt like that was poor execution on the defensive point um but we got the win so you know we'll let it slide a little bit um okay we are going to move into our studs and duds i'll go first on the offensive side um then i'll transition to you sean my studs, Logan Thomas, he didn't, you know, he left the game early. He had a concussion, but that's a big catch that he made on, you know, the fourth and goal. He got smacked. Huge catch. Huge catch. And it was a cheap shot. The guy was, you know, thrown out the game as he should have been. Um, but, you know, he doesn't make that catch and who knows what happens. Um, so, you know, not a huge stat game for him. Don't know how long he's going to be out, but felt like that was a huge game, especially after last week when he had three drops. And then my other's uh, stud on the offensive side is Sam Howell. I mean, how can he not be on the list? Clearly better than last week. He took some bad sacks. He holds the ball too long at times. But still, his arm talent, his overall athletic talent is off the charts. The guy, I mean, the throw to McLaurin was ridiculous. Um, To me, it's still early. You know, there are things left to be desired, but to me, it's clear he's the best option that we've had since, I don't know, at this point, Alex Smith. Um, I want to say Kirk, but it's too early for that. Uh, I'm encouraged. Want to see more. Don't, you know, not concerned with him as, you know, the the reason why we'd have a losing record at the end of the year. Um, So those are my studs. And then my dud is Charles Leno. You know, Leno's been here for three, four years now. He's described by the media and by, you know, I don't know, just general stats you see around the league as an average like tackle. I think he's average at best. He gave up two sacks on the first two drives. He seems lazy at times. And the sacks he gives up are huge. I mean, think back to last year, the Sunday night game against the Giants. It was uh, his bad moments. Yep. Yep. Exactly. His bad moments seem to be at terrible times. And so, yeah, um, hope it gets corrected. You know, we'll have more on the line as, you know, we have more of an opportunity to break this game down. But anyways, those are my offensive studs and duds. What are yours? Offensively, my stud is uh, Terry McLaurin. You know, I mean, that guy, he's just he's a warrior. Um, And I like that Sam Howell's looking for him more. I don't know if he was hampered week one with that turf toe injury. If it is, it seems like he's coming out of that. That was also a big time touchdown catch by him. And I know you touched on the ball thrown by uh, Sam Howell. Uh, My dud on offense is I'm 
I got to go with Sam Cosby. I don't know if he played relatively bad or not. We'd have to look at the all 22 film, but you know, the best, the best trait in a, an NFL player can have is availability. And it's just, it seems like with Sam Cosby every year, this guy is getting hurt. Yep. Um, so now Ricky Stromberg, they put in Ricky Stromberg there. They put him in at guard. He's going to get his opportunity, but I was really looking forward to seeing Sam at uh, guard this year. I don't know how bad he's hurt. I know you mentioned, uh, well, Ron Rivera didn't give a, uh, a, a injury report in the post press conference, post game press conference, but uh, Sam Cosme would be my dud on offense. Um, and then also my stud on offense. Uh, I, I don't know how I forgot about him, but Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson was phenomenal in the second half. Uh, his his runs, his pass catching. He was unbelievable. Um, he put this he put the Washington up. Uh, he got us to the 35 point mark and uh, it felt like that was game over. Yep. And that was that run was something we it seemed like we were getting more explosive plays and he was in the second half and just in general this year, but uh, he was a reason for that. So those are my studs and duds for offense. Yeah. So move on to defense. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. So stud on defense. Uh, I'm going to go with, I thought chase young played great today. One and a half sacks. Um, he didn't always flash on film or on the, on the TV, but, uh, you know, one and a half sacks. And I thought he made his presence known at the end of that game. He was getting in Russell Wilson's face. Russell Wilson knew that he was there. And what that does to a quarterback is that speeds, that speeds things up. You know, they can't get in their typical rhythm. They can't get to their typical throwing motion. So I thought Chase Young was a stud. Uh, one of my duds, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I got to go with Cody Barton. Um, I know he was on your list, but I got to steal him. I just, this guy is, he, he's not an athlete. And I knew, we knew that coming into the season that he wasn't an athlete and he was there more for the run game. But I mean, Denver ran the mesh concept so many times across him yep. and they were just eating up the middle of the field with that mesh concept because he cannot cover it. He's just not athletic enough. Yep. So uh, he would be my dud on defense. Other than that, I was really, I was defensively, I was impressed with, a lot of the units. So especially in the second half. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to put, you know, really anyone on the list after what they did that last half, but um, you know, my God, the first quarter was just an abomination. My, my, my stud of the game. I mean, this is obvious. I probably took this from you was Deron Payne. I mean, he was everywhere, batted passes, sacks, tackled for losses. Every big play the defense had, it looked like he was in the screen. Uh, it was just incredible. So, you know, there was talk of, well, he played great last year. Maybe he's just doing that for the money, and then he's going to fade off. No, sir. Through the first two games, he's been, in my opinion, the best defensive player. Um, there's others that at an all-pro level. Oh, dude, it's ridiculous. Um, we'll see if that continues. There's obviously other guys that are just studs on the defense, but really liked what he did today. And then my dud, just to sort of like echo off what you said, Barton, man, he was, I don't, I don't have the statistic in front of me. He was the lowest rated linebacker per PFF during the preseason. We know that preseason means nothing. They'll game, you know, the games don't count. They're playing vanilla, but that seems to be translating now he's been terrible these first two games i mean as you said they were running that mesh like concept where they had a receiver back whatever run right across his face and 
he can't keep up. It was brutal. It was ugly. I don't know what they're going to do. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of depth of linebacker. We've heard from guys on the beat that, you know, um, Khalid Hudson might be an answer, but um, I don't know. I'd be shocked if he's still your starting middle linebacker at the end of the year. So he's my dud for defense. Um, okay. We're going to move into the state of the state. This is basically where we just give our, what do you think, the, where do you think the team's at for the season? What's the long-term outlook? Is this a playoff team? And then, of course, we got to throw in Sam Powell. Is it the answer? So why don't you go first for this one? Well, you can't start better than two and zero. So, I mean, they're off to the they're off to a great start, two and zero. I can't remember how many years it's been since they've started off two and zero. But you know, well, looking ahead, years. I mean, twelve years. So, yeah. it's been quite a while. Um, yeah. Looking ahead, I mean, some people, a lot of people were picking this team not to make the playoffs, and then you had a couple of people who said they're going to compete for a wild card. Well, put me in that group. I think this team is. I think this team is good. I think they're better than expected. Uh, I think Sam Howell is going to continue to grow. Uh, I do think Sam Howell is the answer. I don't. We'll get back to that. But um, I, I see this team competing for a wild card. I mean, if you're looking ahead at their schedule, I know this is a tough game to play in the NFL. The schedule look ahead. The Bills and Eagles are their next two opponents. That those are going to be tough games. Those are going to be tough games. But then it opens up a little bit. You have the Bears, Falcons, Giants, all very winnable games. Um, then you have the pay, then you have the Eagles again, Patriots, Seahawks, winnable games. I'm there's not a lot of games on the schedule. And then it, the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers. So for the end of the year, you're going to get Zach Wilson. There's not a lot of games on the schedule that I say we're definitely going to lose that game. Um, we play the Niners at the end of, at the end of the year, just like last year. Who knows what that team looks like at the end of the year. But uh, I really think this team is going to compete for a wild card. And if if something breaks right, something breaks their way, they could be competing for the division. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win a division, but I do think they can compete for the division and certainly be in the running for a wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably on the same page here. I mean, not much has changed since the beginning of the year. You know, there's that old quote from that coach that I'm forgetting right now. They are who we thought they were. Um, they've done some great things. They've done some not so great things. Uh, it certainly looks like the Giants have maybe taken a step back. It's early in the season, but my God, if they look bad the first two weeks. So I think we definitely could compete for a wild card spot. Philly, to me, I don't know if they're better than Dallas. They look beatable. Uh, that 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 game, you know, they're clearly better than we are, but they look more beatable than I thought they would. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, you know, the team so far, how can you not be after, as we said, two and oh, first time since 2011, let's not forget that season was with Rex Grossman and ended with a six and 10 record, but here nor there. Um, it's uh, the one thing real quick about Philly. The one thing that does scare me about Philly is they like to run the ball. And it seemed like today and it seemed true. like last week that Washington has trouble stopping the run, which goes against like what you would what you would think, because this D line, they're a top five D line in the in the league. And I don't know what it is. It has to be the linebacker play. I don't know if it's alignment. I don't know if we're being outnumbered in the box, but this team has trouble stopping the run. In Denver, they noted they knew that coming into this game, they attacked early on. They were attacking the edges. They were running the ball and they were yep. getting whatever they wanted. So that is one thing that scares me about Philly is Philly will commit to the run 
And I don't know if Washington we'll see, but I don't know if Washington can stop it. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting. Um, just from the eye test again, you know, we'll have more time to get into the actual numbers, but just from the eye test, they look more beatable than last year. Um, you know, as we know, this is a week to week league. We'll see, but you know, just sort of back to the team. I'm happy with the overall direction so far. Uh, not sure how the owners feel, not sure what it means for Ron Rivera long-term, but again, how can you be upset at two and zero? So, and then finally for me, Sam, Howell, much like the team, uh, I'm encouraged. There's some things, his high moments, some of the throws that he has are great. Some of the low moments, the sacks that he takes are bad, but they look correctable, which is encouraging. You know, I was looking this up earlier today. I'm not comparing him to Kirk Cousins, folks. Kirk Cousins in 2014 threw a ton of picks, a ton of picks. If you recall, he got benched. You look at him now, he's not a pick machine. So that just, that goes to show you things are correctable. The sacks are correctable. Give him more time, more opportunities to read defenses. I think this kid's got talent. Um, I certainly, again, don't think that he's deservedly, uh, you know, deserved of being benched anytime soon. So, you know what I was really impressed with, Sam, was there uh, it was at the it was at the end of the first half. And uh, there was about uh, this Washington went down the field a little bit in a quick two minute drill. But then they got into they got into Broncos territory. I believe they're on like the 25 yard line, somewhere around there. And he didn't force anything. They still had to run some offensive plays, but they didn't want to run the ball because they were out of timeouts. So they had to throw the ball. And I really liked And I liked EB. EB put him in a situation where he had to take one read. It wasn't there. He threw it away. He didn't try to do anything outside of that scope. He didn't try to be a hero and try and put the ball where it didn't need to go or try to force the ball where it shouldn't have gone. Um, he took one read. He wasn't there. He threw the ball away. And that gave this, that gave Washington a – that set them up for a key field goal right before the end of the uh, first half. So I, I, I am really encouraged by Sam Howell as well. Um, I think his arm talent is phenomenal. Uh, I do think he does hold the ball, hold on to the ball a little bit long. But like you said, I think that's all correctable. All in all, very excited, very encouraged with Sam Howell. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, our last segment of the day is going to be our around the NFL. Um, Sean and I will both just give, you know, two games that we watched other than the commander's game. Some observations. Uh, both of us are, you know, sort of what they would call bold predictors. So we're going to throw out some things that we think that we've seen that, that, you know, we might end up with egg in our face later in the season, but whatever, I'll go first. So the NFC game that I watched, the Falcons at the beginning of the year had an over under win total of eight and a half. I didn't, I, I, I thought that was kind of high. You hear other guys around, you know, the betting world and around the beat that's taken the under Desmond Ritter looks like he stinks. But to me, their running game is nasty. They look like they can move the ball against anybody. So um, I think they definitely can win nine games. Uh, That's just me. Um, And then my AFC game, are the Bengals okay? Joe Burrow has looked pedestrian, dude. I mean, 
we've sort of been accustomed to him being an elite, you know, he's the new Tom Brady or Manning or that level. And I get it. He just got that gigantic contract. But you watch them play through these first two weeks. They do not look like themselves. Baltimore bullied them today. They had a couple offensive drives late in the game that were encouraging, but I don't know. To me, if I'm a Bengals fan, you're 0-2 now, and it does not look pretty. Um, we'll see, but that's me. Go ahead. It, it, they're they're 0-2, and actually, I was gonna that was going to be my AFC game, but they're 0-2, and the Ravens are 2-0. So they're starting off the season. They're already two games back in their right. division. Right. Yep. Uh, real, I'm really concerned about that offense. But uh, the NFC game, it, I actually have two. Uh, one is the Bucks. I know they played the Bears, but Baker Mayfield looks decent. Uh, it looks like he's on the like a career comeback. He threw for 317 yards today, had a touchdown. Mike mm-hmm. Evans went off. He loves throwing to Mike Evans. Mike Evans went went off for 171 and a touchdown. Uh, the Bucks look pretty good, um, and the Bears, uh, Justin Fields, he does not look good. So, uh, and I, from what I've read, I saw something on Reddit where there's like turmoil in that locker room, and I imagine that's only going to get worse after after today's game. Killing me, in uh, fantasy. the other, killing me. I've got him in four of my oh. leagues, dude. Four. Sorry, go ahead. How many points did he have? How many points did he have today? Like 13. He had like a rushing (sighs) touchdown, but just a terrible pick. Yeah. I mean, I've read the same stuff. Like something's not right there. You know, there's that old curse of the Ohio State like quarterbacks. And, you know, yep. (laughs) we'll see. But sorry, go ahead. It's continuing to ring true. Um, So then I have the Titans and the Chargers. The Chargers should not be 0-2. Brandon Staley continues to hurt that team. Yeah, I he he's gone after this year. I I don't care what happens to the Chargers unless they go to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship. But if they don't make the AFC Championship, at least Brandon Staley's gone. He continues to hurt that team with poor decision making, poor clock management. Um, and I I would be frustrated if I was a player in that locker room. Um, and then the other game that I watched was the Seahawks and the Lions. I'll tell you what, I thought the Lions, I was pretty excited about them coming into the year, and I know they beat Kansas City last week. I just don't know how they lose this game. You beat Kansas City last week. You're now playing at home, your home opener, and then you drop one to the Seahawks. I just I felt like they should have won that game. Um, and then they would have been off and running, but now they're one and one. I still think there's someone to worry about in the NFC. If you're a Washington fan, at least in the wild card, but, uh, I was kind of, uh, and I'm kind of rooting for him because who doesn't like an underdog, but I was kind of disappointed with the lions today, dropping that game to Seattle, to Seattle. Yeah. They look vulnerable defensively. I mean, they've got good playmakers and they make good plays, but they give up chunk plays a lot. So, um, you know, Seattle was a playoff team last year. They're clearly well-coached, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, disappointing loss today. It's funny, when you just said uh, <laughs> the like Chargers uh, coach, Brandon Staley, um, I agree he's awful. He is now the betting favorite to be fired first this year. Won't be shocked, but guess who's What are those second? odds at? It's at plus 500. Guess who's in second? Oh, Ron Rivera. Yep, yep in front of Josh McDaniels. Now this was updated September 11th. I'm sure we'll have more, you know, different odds tomorrow. Cause I believe the Raiders got smoked today, but yeah. Um, with you chargers need a new coach, that quarterback, that roster is way too good to be owing to. Um, okay. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. We're on to Buffalo. I'm excited. Let's yep. go Washington. 
Yep, me too. All right, that's going to do it for us at the Capital Street Sports Podcast. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Join us on Thursday where Sean and I will preview the upcoming opponent of the Buffalo Bills, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.